Hi, it's Rain and G. It's uh, becoming spring. Spring is a time of regrowth. Everything starts blooming and blossoming as soon as we get rid of the snows here in the United States. Um, it's also a, a metaphor for things that happen within us as human beings, within our our families and communities, within our countries, within our world. And it's uh, it's spring for the upper hemisphere, northern hemisphere, um, becoming winter for the southern hemisphere, but it, the, the point is, is that there are hard things coming with the spring. And we've seen it. We've seen it over the last several, two years for sure, um, the last 10 years also. The last 40 years, if you look at how long many of the things that are going on in America have have been um, pushed forward. And, of course, within the last few weeks, um, with all of the uprisings in Egypt and Yemen, Jordan, Iran, Libya, Morocco, um, and these need to be understood. And I know that I have an audience overseas that's huge. Uh, and many of them are military, and many of them have also been blocked from the Internet. They don't get to see what's going on um, in truth. They get bits and pieces from state-run, government-run media sources and propaganda machines, um, whether you're in China, I have many in China, or uh, our military stationed in places where... Um, freedom of information is just is just not part of their law. So the uprising in Egypt was center attention center of attention for 13 days. I don't think most people got a hold of it or even heard of it until maybe the seventh or eighth or ninth day, because mainstream media has no clue about what to do about these things. They're not educated. They don't know the history. They don't know um, the consequences. They don't know the global consequences of, of what's happening in the Middle East. They don't know the history of the Middle East, that's for sure. Although they live in the past, they don't know the history. We have a president who lives in the past, who was brought up as a Muslim, um, who says he's not, but he was, he was trained in the Koran as a youngster, and he does everything in relationship to our country in 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 a way that is a little boyish. He's still 10, 12 years old, and his understanding of the Quran and Sharia law and the Muslim community and Islam and, and being an Islamist is based on his 10-year-old self. He's an idiot, we know that. Um, and, and we're trying to change that, but it's absolutely dangerous what is happening in the world. And now, you have to understand, Islam is not a religion. It is told to you that it's a religion so that you'll protect it under the Constitution if you're an American, and so you'll believe it if you are in the initial stages of conforming to Islamic law. It's like Christianity, you know. The United States is a Judeo-Christian nation, basically, probably 86, 88 percent, um, which means that we have, we believe in God, and many people are Christians, so they believe in Jesus. But your belief system, as a child, began very simply. 
You know, I remember I was telling um, a colleague the other day, I remember being a little kid, seven, six, seven, eight, I don't know, and walking by a, a uh, Sunday school class at a church that I was not a part of. But I was walking by, it was a nice day, and all these kids were outside in a circle, and they were singing, Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible tells me so. Most of them couldn't even read the Bible, or even parts of it, even simple text, they were too young. But they were being told how wonderful it was that Jesus loved them just because the Bible told them so. Um, and that's the beginning of indoctrination. Islam is no different. There are processes by which you learn Islamic law, or Sharia. Um, the Sharia law is is unconstitutional in the United States because it absolutely means that Allah is in charge of everything and His law dominates over all, which means the Constitution is irrelevant. And anybody who tries to change the laws is irrelevant. So our whole way of being, our whole democratic republic, is irrelevant. And we are allowing, especially through our present leadership and, and all of his people around him who have, <laughs> I, I don't know, who are just ignorant. Um, they're arrogant in their ignorance because they, they believe in this so much. And our media are promoting this whole idea that that uh, Sharia law is, or Islam is, is just a religion. Well, there's something in Islam called taqiyya. And that's the ability and the right by Allah, because Allah says you can, to lie as much as possible to protect Muslims and to protect uh, Sharia law, Islam. Um, so, and to also to use whatever means you can to make sure that Islamic law becomes the law. In other words, Allah, the supreme being. Um, and there, there are, well, let's go to the Muslim Brotherhood first. The Muslim Brotherhood is all over the United States, all over the world. And one of the things people were afraid of in Egypt is that the Muslim Brotherhood would come to power through the, um, the overtaking of Mubarak, who was a, a ruthless dictator. The first few years, I guess he wasn't, but, um, but then he, he was. That's what power does. It corrupts and turns you into a, a, a dictatorial tyrant. And, um, so, so with, with his absence, uh, the people want freedom. But the Western world hears freedom and they think, subconsciously or unconsciously, oh, they want the freedom to assemble, free speech, um, and the freedom to work, but not in in a free market society, that's for sure. Uh, so we interpret their freedoms as, oh, they, they that, yeah, we got to support them, they want democracy. But their idea of freedom is the freedom to practice whatever it is in their doctrinology to practice. So, and, and not trying to be um, confusing here, but, but to understand Sharia law and Islam is very complicated. And it's going to be a lot longer than what this particular podcast will be. What I'm, what I'm planning on doing is giving you this kind of overview first, and then um, next week I want to go into how that really affects particular aspects of our society here in America and and overseas.
um, and actually give you many of the laws from the Quran with references. So those of you who have never read the Quran and don't know what it is or don't know what the teachings are after that, there's really four stages of understanding Islamic law and Islam. And you, you know the Quran first as like the, the basic Bible. And then you have the, uh, the saying, Muhammad's sayings, which I'm not going to even use the Arabic words because I can't pronounce them correctly, which are then interpreted, you know, further. Um, and then you move on through there. So just like our little kids are taught the basic Bible things and then they're taught the basic commandments and, and the Lord's Prayer, um, it takes a long time if, if they are studious or they're part of, um, religious group to even start to understand what their religion is and that's a religion most of the kids are no longer being taught the constitution which is the law of the land now there's the difference you can go read a bible you can be a protestant or a baptist or catholic or lutheran or uh, methodist whatever there's all these different aspects of religion where you can learn about God in your own way, and you are free under our Constitution, the law of the land, to practice that religion. Islam is not a religion. It is a way of life. And it covers everything. Your social networks, your um, the military, uh, anything that the law covers is what Islam is about. And to be an Islamist is to believe that Allah is the supreme being that doesn't mean God it does but it doesn't it also means not just God but God over everything and everybody and everything that you do and that your job if you believe in Allah is to make sure that everybody believes in Allah or they don't exist now there are people who will go on to uh, email me or, or go on my social network pages or whatever and say that, do you really know what Sharia law is? It's very much like Christianity. No, it's not. First of all, Christianity or, or even just a belief in God, regardless of what religion you are, is a religion. Uh, the so-called religion of Islam is Sharia law. The religion in America is, is um, denominational. However, you know, I mean, you pull some churches together, it becomes political. But the law of the land in the United States is the Constitution. Therefore, Sharia law is unconstitutional because it basically states that Allah will make all of the laws and that anything else other than that doesn't exist or should not exist and should be exterminated. So therefore, people who are pushing Islamic law or Sharia in the United States are guilty of sedition guilty of Article 5, of over trying to overtake the Constitution of the United States. And those who support them and help them and condone them are also guilty of sedition. But I think they're too stupid to know it. I think they're too ignorant to understand it. They haven't done any of their homework to figure it out. You've got people in mainstream media like Katie Couric who think we should have you know, a little mosque on the prairie or whatever, because she has a fundamental two-year-old understanding of Islam. You have the President of the United States who, when asked about Sharia law and Islam, will say there are many aspects of Islam. Yeah, there are, but they're progressive. 
In other words, you learn the basics and you move from there and you move from there and you move from there and you keep going higher and higher until you understand or you become an Iman and you dictate to others um, that Islam and is is uh, it's mandated by Allah to conduct a jihad. Jihad is a path to Allah. The path to Allah is um, it can be carried out via war or terrorism. So you have those who who take who become the warriors. It can also be carried out by preachers. Those are the imams in the mosques, and something called stealth. Jihad, which is the infiltration and eventual um, overtaking of all the systems of an area, a government, a, a, a country, to convert all the people to Islam or to annihilate those who refuse to do that. We have um, stealth jihad going on in the United States like crazy. The Muslim Brotherhood is everywhere. And they have probably over 200 different arms to them so a lot of different organizations with different letters attached to it uh, who have overtaken spaces and are part of governments schools writers and scholars and universities who write textbooks we have textbooks being used in schools um, with Islamic studies that are that basically teach the kids, young kids, Jesus doesn't love you because the Bible tells you so. Allah is the supreme being. The Constitution is not the law of the land, and anyone who believes in that will be, you know, cursed. Um, I can't imagine being a, a seven or eight year old and learning these things as an American. But that's what's going on. And we have, uh, we knew, I knew anyway, and I think I told you in the last podcast or the one before that this, whatever happens in Egypt or the Middle East is going to spread because it's being perpetrated by all the organizations of the Muslim Brotherhood and those who support them and are ignorant to what they're trying to do. Um, around the world. Now, there are two sides to this. There's the Sunnis and the Shiites. Yeah, the, the, the Sunnis are up there in Iran. They're the, they're the ones who, Everybody says they're from a different planet. No, they're from this planet, and they want this planet to be under Allah's rule according to Islamic law, Sharia law, and their interpretation of that. Um, the Shiites are in Egypt. They still believe in Sharia law. They're at a different point in their evolution, I guess, if you want to use it that way. So they coexist with with some Christians. They hate America. But they coexist with some Christians for now because the next step in their education hasn't come yet, but it's coming. And the Muslim Brotherhood is being very um, coy and sly, just like our president is. They will always give two messages. They are allowed to lie to Muslims if they need to, to protect themselves or to protect Islam, to protect other Muslims. Um... In, even in the Quran, or the sayings, uh, it will state that we will know, if you give us one message, we will know which part of that message is for the, the non-believers and which part of the message is for us. So you'll hear Obama, for instance, give his uh, his latest joke, his budget, and talk about the five pillars. 
the five pillars are in Islam. So he's trying to give a double message. But people who are becoming more aware of what Islam is all about, as soon as they hear the words five pillars, they know that he's saying one thing to the Muslim community and another thing to the Americans. So the Americans look at the budget and say, this is ridiculous. Over the course of ten years, it's not, you know, a trillion dollars or three, it's eighty-two trillion dollars. The part of Muslim law is zakat. When you give to charity, you're supposed to give to Muslims. Um, I would say probably trillions of dollars are going to the Muslim Brotherhood in many different aspects, whether it's in the United States or all over the world, to create a global uh, Islamic state, a caliphate. Now, we've seen on television one guy, who um, Glenn Beck, who's trying to talk about the caliphate in the Middle East, he's got to go bigger than that. He's got to think bigger because that's 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 like um, the jumping off place. <laughs> that they're evolved to a point where they know that they can expand beyond that much more quickly than we believe. Um, the caliphate will be a global thing once they annihilate Israel, which will be you know a true holy war, and it'll be sad because I don't think the United States at this point will support them the way they need to. As a matter of fact, they've told Israel that if they attack Iran or or uh, do anything really to protect themselves, that the United States will not sell them the necessary military materials to protect themselves, nor will they act as protector. In fact, this week, we apologized for um, voting against a resolution through the UN uh, that basically said, um, condemned the building uh, of communities that Israel Israel has been uh, come under attack for over and over again on its West Bank. Um, But we apologize for doing it, which is apologizing to the Palestinians, which means that double message is like, sorry, Muslim world, we're not quite ready to do this yet because we're not there where we need to be to become totally in line with Islam. Well, my country is in trouble, big trouble. We've been, I mean, we've had people in in the government all the way up to the presidency, in local governments, in the schools, um, across the nation, who are pushing. Sharia law. We have one of the Imans who is going to he's uh, uh, getting people to go to Washington D.C. sometime in March to have a big rally to enforce the idea that Sharia law should be the law of the land. And he is the one who said at one point that the White House will fly the, the flag of Islam. Well, he's not the only one. People in America have this tendency to when they hear a, a quote and they say, well, that guy, you know, he's no good and throw him out, blah, blah, but everybody else is fine. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's pushing a way of life, but he's not the only one. He's just the messenger. Um, he's a loud messenger and he's going to, you know, I don't know how many people he's going to get in Washington. Um, it'll be interesting to see if there are... <clears throat> 250,000 or 50,000 or 20,000 or whatever who are saying yes they want Sharia law they should be arrested immediately especially if they're American citizens because it's sedition you are trying to overthrow the Constitution of the United States and you believe 
in overthrowing the Constitution of the United States because Sharia law is the, is the law of Allah, which supersedes all other laws. And if you know what those laws entail and you agree with them, um, you should also check in somewhere and get help because Sharia law is not like Christianity. Somebody tried to tell me, it's the, oh, you know the laws? You, you know you know what they are? Because it's like Christ. No, it isn't. Do you, do you know what the laws do? And, uh, <laughs> what they mean? Have you ever actually read them and and figured them out and, and uh, heard what they mean in relationship to you, whether you be a man or a woman, you know? Um... It's long, it's hard, but, you know, like democracy and Islam. I, uh, Egypt is, is confusing to people because they say they want democracy. They don't, that's not our kind of democracy. It's a representative government under Allah in many ways because any system of man-made law is considered illicit under Islamic law. Okay, because Allah's already provided the only law that's permitted, which is Sharia. So... Islam and democracy can never coexist in harmony. For instance, from the Quran, chapter 5, page 47, if any fail to judge by the light of what Allah has revealed, they are no better than unbelievers. Sovereignty in Islam is the prerogative of Almighty Allah alone. He is the absolute arbiter of values, and it is His will that determines good and evil, right and wrong. The Sharia cannot be amended to conform to changing human values and standards. It is the absolute norm to which all human values and conduct must conform. Um, so that means, you know, that you believe in female genital mutilation, that circumcision is obligatory for both men and women, that you believe in gender inequality for all the women who are converting to Islam. Are you crazy? I mean, you know, women in the United States tried to fight for equal rights, which they've screwed up totally because they think that they're supposed to be men or they're supposed to only think with their genitals. But um, but gender inequality under Islam is something else. It, it relegates women to a status that is, I don't know, worse than pigs, I guess. Um, although, and let me tell you, and let me go off and just digress for a minute. Um, I've been trying to say on different networks, <clears throat> if we want to keep Islam from taking over the United States, we just all need to put pig flags on our front lawns and make sure we have pig magnets on our cars and 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 start doing everything pig. Make it like Miss Piggy, because the swine is the Christian. Okay, the Jews, I can't remember what they call them, but they're like worse than swine. So you annihilate them, but the Christians are no good either. So they're swine. And that's why people who believe in Sharia law, and even this child who couldn't, who got sick and couldn't go to school for days in New Jersey or something, because the teacher was talking about pigs, and he got sick to his stomach, and he wasn't allowed to hear it. So I think if we all start really believing in pigs as a symbol of Christianity, and Judeo-Christian beliefs that we may save ourselves. <clears throat> anyway, so <laughs> um, you're, 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 uh, if you're a woman and you believe that you should convert to Islam, you should read the Quran before you get told by somebody in a mosque who's preaching to make sure that you go through these processes of understanding. Uh, that you'll be fine because all you have to do is cover your head or whatever. Uh, I mean, 
the second verse of the Quran, page 282. Testimony of a woman before a judge is worth half that of a man. Okay, so if you are a woman who's ever been to traffic court, your testimony is only worth half of what a man says. You only are to receive one half of the inheritance of a male, because Allah directs you as, as in regards to your children's inheritance. To the male, a portion equal to that of two females. That's from chapter 4, verse 11. Muslim men are given permission by Allah in the Quran to beat their wives. Quote, as to those women on whose part you fear disloyalty and ill conduct, admonish them, next refuse to share their beds, and last beat them. That's from the Quran, chapter 4, verses 34. Muslim men are given permission by Allah to commit marital rape, as they please. Okay. Muslim men are permitted to marry up to four wives and to keep concubines in any number. Marry the women of your choice, two or three or four. If you fear that ye not be able to deal justly with them, then only one, or a captive that your right hand possesses. Muslim women may marry only one Muslim man, are forbidden for marrying a non-Muslim, and give not your daughters in marriage to any non-Muslims, so they believe in Allah alone. And verily, a believing slave is better than a free person, even though he pleases you. A woman may not travel outside the home without the permission of her male guardian and must be accompanied by a male family member if she does so. Now, you'll hear on various television programs that, oh, that's Sharia law, but that doesn't mean that we do that in the United States. Yet, <laughs> because it's not enforced, go to Saudi Arabia, go to Iran, Yemen, Morocco, um, and then, I'm, of course, I'm going to hear from tourists who say, They've been there, they've been treated well. Well, yeah, you're, you're a tourist and you're a basic part of their economy. So, in, in, basically you're going to be treated okay because you're getting, they're getting something in return. And that money is going into building the Muslim community. So, yeah, oh, sure, I'm living in a villa in Egypt and, you know, female and everything is fine and I'm treated like royalty. You should be. Because you're paying for a lot of people's meals right now. And they know that they're duping you. But you don't know that they're duping you. You're being used because you're an arrogant American tourist. <laughs> um, so for right now, that's okay. But as this keeps evolving and progressing, which, you know, so, okay, 1,400 years, whatever, Muslims have been in a jihad, and it takes time. Ask Great Britain how they're doing. Now you had Great Britain say last week, just like Germany said the week before, that this multiculturalism is not working. What they mean, and they're still afraid to say it, is this overtaking of our country by Sharia law is not working. That you have Muslims who are uh, emigrating to those countries and then having children there who are born as citizens who don't believe in the law of the land. They believe in Sharia law. And that Sharia law means that none of the laws and none of the people who, who uh, uh, protect those laws or enforce those laws are relevant. Only Sharia law is. And that's... So you have police in Great Britain who turn their backs as... Muslims, um, uh, true believers to Allah, uh, kneel in prayer, bow in prayer, and block the streets. 
Well, what they're saying is, you know, we allow religions, but this is not just a religion. This is the practice of the religion of Islam is like, um, it's like medicine. Okay, let's look at medicine. You can be a doctor, but you're a foot doctor or an eye doctor or a surgeon or a brain surgeon or a chiropractor or a, uh, uh, physical therapist, you have all these different elements or modalities of doing the practice of medicine. So part of your practice is, is when believing in Allah is that you are called to prayer. Well, that's prayer to Allah, the Almighty, who sets all laws for you and the land. You have to submit. Um, so they, they bow down in the streets and because we hear religion and are told it's religion and you have freedom of religion that you're not supposed to stop that well you don't think that they know our constitution here in the United States that's why they're saying this is freedom of religion we can build a mosque anywhere we want no 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 freedom of religion it means that you won't be persecuted for practicing your religion no matter what it is in in relationship to your church and your um, life that you believe in God or don't, that's fine. Um, really isn't, but anybody who doesn't believe in God is just, I don't know. I don't know. I hear these people, anti-God people, it's like, uh, you look outside and you hear the birds singing this morning because it's um, almost 6 o'clock here, and the birds are waking up, and you say, oh, you don't believe in God? What do you believe in? But, um, I uh, you hear all those things, and um, and you wonder, where they come from, but anyway. Uh, and you've heard uh, Sean Hannity talk about Sharia law. He's, he's, he's very much concerned, and nobody's paying attention to him. Um, not just traveling by yourself, okay, but if you, to bring a claim of rape, he says you have to have ten witnesses. You have to have four male witnesses. Okay, so the burden of avoiding illicit sexual encounters is entirely on the woman. In effect, under Sharia, Women who bring a claim of rape without being able to produce the requisite four male Muslim witnesses is admitting to having illicit sex. If she or the man is married, that amounts to an admission of adultery. So here's what the Quran says, and those who accuse free women that do not bring four witnesses, flog them. That's chapter 24. Um, why did they not bring four witnesses to prove it? When they have not brought the witnesses, such men, in the sight of Allah, stand forth themselves as liars. And then a Muslim woman who divorces and remarries loses custody of children from a prior marriage because she has to tend to her husband, her new husband. And of course his, his law is Allah's law, and he's allowed to do just about anything he wants to her. So um, you need to be learning these things before you start talking about uh Islam as a religion and Sharia law as part of the religion, it is a comprehensive overtaking of all parts of society. That's what Sharia law is. And this uh, Ayman is going to go to Washington in, in March and, and um, profess this and how America should be under Sharia law. If you're not fighting this, uh, God help your children. Okay. Um, I mean, Sharia law stipulates punishments and methods of execution because you don't believe in Allah as a supreme all-lawgiver. Amputation, crucifixion, flogging, stoning for adultery, homosexuality. I don't believe all the gays who are on the left 
the left believes in in supporting Islam and Sharia law. Well, again, we're at the the infant stages in some places. Yes, Jesus loves me. This I know because the Bible tells me so. That's where you are in that stage. But once Sharia law is uh, in place and then becoming enforced by the Ayman's and the supreme beings like the Ayatollah Khomeini and and uh, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad and things like that, then you're homosexual. If you're gay, you're dead. Okay, because um, you you'll get crucifixion, amputation, flogging, stoning for adultery, homosexuality spreading mischief in the land because these punishments were mandated by the Quran or the Sunnah which are the sayings of of uh, Muhammad okay um, ye are the best of peoples evolved for mankind Quran chapter 3 non-Muslims are the most vile of created beings Quran chapter 98 be merciful to one another, but ruthless to the unbelievers. Quran chapter 48. It is the nature of Islam to dominate, not to be dominated, to impose its law on all nations, and to extend its power to the entire planet. That is a quote from the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood. Islam isn't in America to be equal to any other faith, but to become dominant. The Quran should be the highest authority in America, and Islam, the only accepted religion, quote-unquote, on earth. Council on American Islamic Relationships co-founder Omar Ahmad. That's CARE. C-A-I-R. You see them everywhere. You've seen our senators and representatives bowing to them. You ever seen a bow before? Like from the president to Saudi Arabia. Uh, get a clue, people. The Jew hatred and anti-Semitism is intrinsic. To Sharia is based on genocidal behavior of Muhammad himself and wiping out the entire Jewish, pop Jewish population of the Arabian Peninsula. Um, and certainly you have known those among you who exceeded the limits of the Sabbath, as we said to them, be as apes, despised and hated. Those are the Jews. They were apes. Um, and you will most certainly find them, the Jews, the greediest of men, greedier than even those who are polytheists. That's Quran chapter 2. O you who believe, do not take the Jews and the Christians for friends, for they are friends but of each other. And whoever amongst you takes them for a friend, then surely he is one of them. Surely Allah does not guide the unjust people. And fight those who believe not in Allah nor the last day, nor hold that forbidden which hath been forbidden by Allah, nor acknowledge the religion of truth, even if they be of the people of the book, Christians and Jews, until they pay the jizah with willing submission and feel themselves subdued. Um, jihad, we hear that all the time. Jihad is, is warfare to spread Islam. It's a, the practice of taking action. Not because you're a terrorist, but you can use terror if you are one of the warriors who uses terror. You can join the army and um, go to mosques and evolve a little more until you get to the point where it's time for you to act as a terrorist and walk in to a, on a base and shoot a lot of people. Because you are told by Allah to do so in the Quran. This is not a Bible. This is the way of life. Fight and kill the disbelievers wherever you find them and seize them, beleaguer them, and lie in wait for them in every stratagem of war. Chapter 9. Fight those who believe not in Allah nor the last day, nor acknowledge the religion of truth from among the people of the book, unless they submit themselves and are totally subdued, which means they convert to Islam. So fight them 
until there's no more, and all submit to the religion of Allah alone. The Quran, chapter 8. I have been commanded to fight people until they testify that there is no God but Allah, and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, and perform the prayer and pay the sagat. If they say it, they have saved their blood and possessions for me, except for the rights of Islam over them. And their final reckoning is with Allah. Jihad means to wage war against non-Muslims and is etymologically derived from the word mujahada, signifying warfare to establish the religion. Islam makes it incumbent on all adult males, provided they are not disabled or incapacitated, to prepare themselves for the conquest of other countries, so that the writ of Islam is obeyed in every country in the world. But those who study Islamic holy war will understand why Islam wants to conquer the whole world. Those who know nothing of Islam pretend that Islam counsels against war. Those who say this are witless. Islam says, kill all the unbelievers just as they would kill you all. Um, lying is permissible uh, and if you fear danger. So any of the people that you speak to or hear on, on the media sources... Um, you've got to listen really carefully and see what they're really saying because and you can tell a liar I mean look at our liar in chief he lies about everything I don't think he even knows he's lying anymore because he's just trying to protect himself and his Muslim friends and he said in his books he would always defer to the Muslims regardless of what happened in the United States regardless of of what kind of threat there was the man is guilty of sedition and treason he should be hung. And you can spread this anywhere you want and tell everybody that he needs he, he needs to go. Uh, and anybody who believes in him needs to go. Uh, um, anyway, okay, so this is getting pretty long. And it's, and it's, it, it is complicated. Um, you know, if you haven't read the Quran, if you haven't read any of the, um, the analysis of the Quran, uh, you need to. And you should also get a hold of, uh, oh, it's through the Center for Security Policy, and it's, um, I think you can get it off the internet, but it's Sharia, the Threat to America, an Exercise in Competitive Analysis. A lot of books out there right now that are finally being written that people should read, and our people in government are not. Um, but they need to. You need to understand what's going on in the Middle East, because it will spread all the way to here. And we are causing some of it. You know, people will kind of be like a days ago, just like Americans are, and let things kind of go until, until an economic pinch comes, or there's a there's a trigger to say I can't stand this anymore. You know, um, after Obama was elected, everybody was fine for a little while until he started triggering all the worries and and fears that people had who didn't vote for him in the first place, and then you saw people say, No, that's not. We can't do this. That's against the Constitution. And you saw them not being heard, and you heard more and more triggers go on, and that formed the Tea Party and the 912ers. And um, and then you had the believers who believe anything he says and are, you know, just aren't intelligent enough to, to, to read between the lines and hear what's really going on. So you have triggers all the time, and we are one of the triggers, supposedly, and I believe so for what's happening in the Middle East and you'll hear all kinds of things and you'll hear very anti-American, anti-Jewish things. Um, the anti-American stuff, we provide a lot of the food for the world. But our own financial disaster that is being exacerbated every day by this administration is causing food prices to accelerate upwards. 
which causes them to be unavailable to people in other countries because they don't make money and they have a financial crisis of their own because of our IMF and Federal Reserve and Bernanke. Um, all this originated, you know, way back, uh, started with Johnson, but then Carter with his Community Reinvestment Act, uh, that's spreading the wealth around. That was the first truly in-house, in the White House, communist performer. Um, we had the progressive FDR, we had the progressive Teddy Roosevelt, but we, and, and of course we had Johnson who had to get rid of Kennedy to do what he needed to do. Um, but, but Carter was, he was, this man should be locked up. Oh, he's a nice man. He builds houses and, you know, Habitat for Humanity. You want a free house in America? You want free housing because you think it's your right? We could build steel barracks like our military have to live in and you can live there. When you get a job and you can afford to buy a house, then you can move out. While you are there and you don't have a job, you shouldn't be able to vote. Why Why should you be able to vote if you refuse to work and you only want to take handouts from from everybody? Um, you know, you want free food? Fine. But you will not buy anything except the basics. Rice, beans, flour. And learn how to make your food. And you do it in the barracks. You don't like that? Get a job. Well, there's no jobs, unemployment so high. Well, then make something up. Be creative. Everybody in this country who came here didn't, wasn't given a job when they arrived. They weren't, you know, they kissed the soil for freedom. They learned the language because we are Americans. They learned the culture because they wanted to be Americans. They didn't want to be Jewish Americans, Irish Americans, African Americans. They wanted to be Americans. So they learned to be Americans and they spoke the language of the land, which is English. You don't want to speak English? Don't vote. Because the language of the land is in English. Okay, so you can't vote. You can't speak English. You can't. You're not a citizen. You don't vote. You don't belong here. Go vote in your own country. If you can. If you can't, you came here because you want the freedom. You want the freedom, then you assimilate into the society. You become an American. You understand the Constitution. You abide by the law, which is the Constitution. Um, you salute the flag. You pledge your life to America. Because it's your country. If you're not doing that, then get out. And no, you don't vote. Uh, a whole other podcast right there. Anyway, this is long enough, and the birds are up. And uh, it's going to get loud here. And about oh, every morning, we get like 50 blue jays and, and then hundreds and hundreds of finches. And now we're getting these cowbirds and blackbirds because they're on, and everything is changing because of spring. And, it, and they scream for peanuts. The blue jays love peanuts. You know, the shell, they're unsheltered or shelled, whatever you call them. They're in the shell. Peanuts, and we'll throw the peanuts out when they finally, you know, scream enough, and then they shut up. They come down, they grab a peanut, and you see them, you know, fly up the top of the tree and bust the peanut open with their, with their beaks, and then they come down for more. And you can throw out 100 peanuts, and um, within five minutes they're gone. Um, anyway, so it's getting loud, and nature is my thing. I love being out here and, and going through all this. But... We won't be able to do this if you allow Sharia law and and this political correctness. Oh, don't say anything bad about them. They know that you can't. Don't you get it? They know that they can chastise you for saying something about them, but that they will not be chastised for doing what is necessary under Allah to do, which is to impose Sharia law. Get a clue. Get to work. 
get stronger, get educated. I'll come back um, next week. I'll just, I want to go over a lot more of these laws and what Sharia means and how it's spreading and what the threat is. Because the threat is real, and we don't have a lot of time to stop it because it's been going on uh, for a good 40 years now. Um, they've been infiltrating everything. When you have a House of Representative member who didn't swear, didn't put his hand on the Bible to take his oath, he put it on the Koran, what do you think his oath was to? The Constitution? Impossible. Sorry. It's impossible. And you fell for it. And you probably re-elected him. What is wrong with Americans? Stop being lazy. Start learning what you need to learn. If you don't know where to learn it, you know, email me. I'll help you. I'll send out whatever I can to help you understand. I'll give you links. I'll give you resources. I'll tell you what books to get. And you can listen to this and share it with people so they understand. For the military out there who are listening, I know that the internet was blocked for you for much of this stuff. Um, remember that your oath is to the Constitution and not to the Commander-in-Chief. Always to the Constitution first, regardless of what happens. Uh, and we're with you. We're behind you. We had a Medal of Honor recipient booed and heckled at Columbia University in New York yesterday. Uh, that's the left. That's your radical left communist progressives who are now in office who believe in whatever they believe in. Um, but you know what it took for that guy to get a Medal of Honor. You know the sacrifice. You know how hard it is to don a uniform and go to a strange place and try to be brave. I'm a, I'm a former Marine. Once Marine, always Marine. Um, and you can't get that out of your blood, your DNA, your thoughts, or your prayers. So we're behind you. Um, keep listening and spread the word. I have thousands of followers on different networks like Facebook and others who um, recognize that I will support the military and I support the Constitution. So you can follow me um, and I provide a lot of information through those sites. <clears throat> have, a, have a good day if you can. I'll be back next week. Until then, you can go to earthwalk-usa, earthwalk, one word, dash usa dot com. Um, look around that first page. You can click on generators and solar generators and water. Click on water because you're going to need to know about this. Um, click on essential oils. Click on the stuff about Obama and the Obama doctrine. Uh, you can click on the blogs and learn all about all the processes that have gone on and and uh, share that page. And you also get this podcast on that page. If, and so you can share the page and people can hear the podcast. But anyway, earthwalk-usa.com. I'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.